Welcome to Paddling Adventures Radio. I'm Sean Rowley, and with me is Derek Specht. Hello. Things going well, Derek? Going very well. Good. You talking about beer. Mm-hmm. And you brought to my attention a beer you happen to find. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I was right off the bat not have right off the bat not happy with it because there's no gluten in it. Yes, yes. I well, like my gluten. Yes, and and that harkens back to the my egregious egregious error of uh, <laughs> gluten, alcohol free, and it was, yeah, it was kosher low, beer. Yeah, it was kosher, gluten free, alcohol free beer. I didn't read the label. It was a pretty looking label, so I bought it. <laughs> but anyways, I won't make that mistake again. But anyways, you think? <laughs> You're not living it down now, and that was what a year ago. <laughs> it, was, it was over a year ago, but I remember 2017. It was a Wednesday. It was a dark and rainy night. <laughs> Derek brought a bad beer. Angels of yeah, history. As I recall, it didn't taste very well either. It didn't yeah. taste very good. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't even pass it off to my kid. <laughs> hey, son, want a beer? Here, try this. You'll like it. But anyways, uh, which brings up to this topic is uh, I came across uh, a beer out of, uh, I think they're out of uh, San, San Francisco. San Francisco. So it's called Sufferfest Beer. And they've got uh, five different kinds. And uh, But what's interesting, so it is a gluten-free beer, but it uh, does have alcohol content. So it ranges, for the different beers range from what, 4.1% up to 7%. Sweat, suffer, and celebrate. <laughs> okay. But what I thought was interesting is that uh, it, uh, what is it? They, uh, it has, uh, it has the same salt content as a sport drink and it has a uh, high electrolyte content. And what they've done is they've designed this beer. Uh, this woman has created this beer, designed this beer. She figured out a way to get rid of the gluten and maintain the taste, uh, maintain the alcohol content, as well as uh, amp up the electrolyte levels. And um, and so it's... <laughs> it's basically for those people that, for athletes, <laughs> yes, they go out for a jog, they go play a game of hockey. Right? And everybody knows after a hockey game, there's always like after game beers. Yeah. Right? And this is what it's, instead of having a Gatorade, you're having... This fixes up what's yeah. hurting you after... The Taper <laughs> IPA, the Shakeout Blonde, Flyby Pilsner, Kolsch Repeat, and Pale Ale FKT. Am I missing something? An FKT? It probably stands for something, obviously. Yeah. Hmm. But yeah, so they got five different types of beers and... Yeah, so you go for your your fastest big... known time FKT. Oh, like we talked about the Adirondacks, the fastest known time. Right. The, the woman is the because they're all a bunch of runners, right? Yes, runners yeah. and bicycle uh, mm-hmm. bicyclists. Uh, <laughs> but this is awesome. This is it. It, it, it was funny. We were laughing at the uh, commercial. It showed uh, uh, a bunch of women. They just finished a big uh, run. Uh, it was a mountain run with trail yeah. running, and then they all gathered around their car with a big cooler of beer, sucking back beer before they yeah. drove home. They're all drinking all these beers and <laughs> leaning against half the car. in the bag, it's and like, then they <laughs> drive home. <laughs> what message yeah. are you trying to get across mm-hmm. here? <laughs> but it's uh, it sounds interesting. I I tried to order it online, and uh, they can't. They won't ship to Canada. Well, uh, when you look at the the map they have online, <clears throat> they show all these spots in California you can buy it, and then there's Boulder and Denver, Colorado, way over, and that's it. Like, <laughs> yeah. what, what's so special about Denver and Boulder? It's the altitude. It's got to be the altitude. Must be. <laughs> Must be. Sufferfest beer. If you're down paddling through California uh, after a, a long day of paddling, you go in and have a couple of Sufferfest because you suffered, you deserve it. Damn exactly. It. <laughs> if I'd only discovered this like a week and a half ago, one of my coworkers was in San Diego and San Francisco. Really? No. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> if I'd only discovered it sooner. They could have taken <laughs> pictures of them drinking one and not bringing you one. No, oh, he would have brought, I would have got him to bring me some back. Tell them to bring some gluten with it. <laughs> do you have little packets of gluten? Yeah, do you got little packets of gluten for those that want? <laughs> Could we, is that like discrimination? Gluten discrimination? It's got to be. It's got to be. I, I'm being discriminated against because <laughs> of my gluten, my gluten needs. What do they have against gluten? Yeah. What is that? 
<laughs> oh, well, there's a beer you're going to have to try to find. So if anybody's going to California and wants to send up a couple of cans of beer to us. Absolutely. Yeah, drop us a line. I'll send you Bring my address. sampling. And yeah. Better yet, if you're in California, grab some, drive on up <laughs> <laughs> to Toronto. Yes. <laughs> we'll drink them with you and then send you back home. It's, if you're looking for a summer vacation. It's it's in so many locations and areas across California. And, yeah. And then Denver, Colorado. Then Yeah, Denver and, and Boulder, Colorado, yeah. They must have Boulder. family in Denver. Was Boulder, Colorado, wasn't that where like Mork for Mork was? Oh, I think you're right. I think I am. Am I <laughs> dating myself now? Nanu, <laughs> nanu. Nanu, nanu. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mindy, Mindy, Mindy McConnell? Mindy McConnell? And Mork. Yes, from Ork. From Ork. <laughs> Drinking Sufferfest beer in Boulder, Colorado. With his finger. Yeah, with his finger. That's right. <laughs> anyway, so try out the beer if you're down there. Give us a word. Let it, drop us a line and let us know how it is. Exactly, and feel free to mail us some. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know what the legality of that is, but we'll figure it out on this end. <laughs> yeah, we'll figure it out on this when end. When it arrives. Yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well tasted mailed. <laughs> Uh, your book, Great Heart, that you didn't read. Yes, how's that going? The History of a Labrador Adventure. It's going pretty fast. The first, Hubbard's? I didn't realize Hubbard, uh, uh, trip really didn't last long. Oh, no? No, he's, I mean, it's going pretty fast and it's, I think they're almost dead already. So the rest of the book must be talking about the next trip and everything that happened between yeah, and blame with and the wife and yeah, Mina. Um, yeah, I've I just picked it up the other day and started reading. I'm only like, well, technically, you didn't pick it up. I left it here. Left my book here for you to read. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, well, I picked it up from you. you you've got. <laughs> I what? picked it up from your spot. <laughs> you've gotten what fifty-five pages farther than uh, fifty pages in. So Goose is um, chapter seven. Yeah. In seven chapters, he's gotten his gang together. They've gotten all loaded up. They've traveled north and are having a really, really hard time. Yeah. Yep. 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 What amazes me is in that time, like you know, we, we I think we take for granted the the lightweight equipment that we have now and modern stoves and this and that. They carried a cast iron potbelly stove with them to cook with, I believe. Um, I remember they them didn't say anything about that. about that yet, but right off the bat, like after a few days when they were getting into these river, it, they took the wrong river by the looks of it. Yeah. Um, but they're talking about like right off the bat, he's saying like maybe we should leave some of this stuff behind. Too much, too much weight. Too much weight. Yeah. And the one guy says no, and then the next morning they sort of made a last minute discussion to yeah turf some like wool jackets and now stuff like that. Now the guy like who that. died starved to death, right? I think they, uh, yeah. 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 You know, like Hubbard? Yeah. There was nothing in Mr. Hubbard's cupboard. Yes. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm not too far into it really. Like I say, chapter seven. But is it? And I don't think he's lasting much longer. <laughs> <laughs> the butler didn't do it. It's a good read though. It, it reads well. It's smooth. Yes. It's so far. It's, it's, it's pretty fast paced because they're, you know, they're going up these rapids yeah. and, and they're describing things as they're, as yeah. it's going along, you know, okay. it's not like, well, you know, I walked a hundred meters and mm-hmm. you know but they're saying that we went up two miles and we did this and there was all this and this is what the landscape was like and we had a hard time huh. at the end of the day we didn't even set up the tent so we just pulled it over us the the two authors they are they they recreated this book from a uh from diaries uh, from and a journals. diary or from a journal mm-hmm. at the end of it uh, there's <laughs> there's a mat there's a ton of notes there's an afterword there's an epilogue i mean there's half your book right there and what does it say here? From the journal or something of, from Elson's journal. Um, like some drawings and stuff, right? Okay. But yeah, there's there's a whole bunch of other stuff they talk about afterwards. Frequently used. So basically, they took the journal and and made a novel. Made them, yeah, yeah. Just took it. It's sort of like a trip log yeah, novel out. cross yeah. thing. Uh, frequently used abbreviations, notes, and all that sort of stuff. So, wild. So, yeah, I don't think it's too long till uh, Mrs. Hubbard's quest starts. Begins, yes. Yeah. 
So I'll, I'll keep you informed. Derek's book club will keep you informed as we go along. Awesome. Yeah. I look forward to hearing about it. Awesome. <laughs> the other thing uh, we we're talking about there, um, does if anybody remembers the Eagle Creek fires and from last year. It was over uh, in Oregon. In the fall of 2017. There was uh, apparently a Vancouver teen was Vancouver, convicted. Washington. Uh, was that con- Vancouver, Washington team? Yeah. Yes. Uh, was convicted of using fireworks and starting the fires. Mm-hmm. Got a bit of a fine. Just a little bit. $36,618,335.50. Uh, so just a slap on the wrist. Oh, pretty much. Kids these days get away with murder. <laughs> so... <laughs> Uh, yeah, they uh, decided, uh, took everything in, into consideration and said, yep, you're going to have to pay more than $36 million for restitution for recklessly igniting a fire that scorched nearly 50,000 acres. Wow, that's huge, eh? Burned for three months. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Now I'm recollecting exactly which one it was. Yeah. Uh, forced hundreds of people from their homes, businesses. Yeah. There was a ton of, like, over 150 hikers. We're left stranded. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a bunch of emergency evacuations yeah. and rescues and stuff like that. Yeah, it was bad. So at the end of the day, they said that this kid who was 15 at the time, of course, can't pay. 36 million. 36 million. Oh, let me go. I left it in my other pants. Let me go get my wallet. Do <laughs> <laughs> You take debit. Uh, so they, they've talked to the Hood River Juvenile... De- department to establish a payment schedule. So it probably wouldn't be big. It would probably be comparable to earnings. Yeah. Yeah. So he's going to have to have a job. Yeah. Right. Now, according to the judgment, the court can delay enforcement of the penalty, create a payment schedule suitable for the young offender, and even forgive any restitution owned after 10 years if the uh, offender completes probation, maintains a clean criminal record. Mm-hmm. So basically saying, this is what you cost us. Yes. Yeah, it's... You I, got probation and all that for 10 years. They're sending a message, but yeah. they might as well have made it $36 billion, right? Because the kid's not going to be able to pay... There's no way you yeah. can pay $36 million, Unless no. all of a sudden he wins a lottery or he, yeah. you know, the next big app and he sells it to someone big if, and makes... Fifty if he, billion. If he ever wins the lottery, he'd better get his parents to uh, claim the ticket. Claim the ticket. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the recipients of the the restitution amount include Allstate Insurance for eight thousand dollars, Oregon State Parks for thirty one thousand, Oregon State Fire Marshal one point six million, and the U.S. Forest Service twenty one million. Which doesn't add up to the 36, no. so there's punitive damages. So there's damages about 12 there. million punitive damages rolled yeah. into that. So there's a bunch of people talk, making comments about it and that. And one person is saying, um, yeah, you know what? Good. Because kids these days. Yeah, send a message. Take, send a message. And yeah. may, they, they do stuff like this, then they yeah. deserve punishment. They get everything they got. Someone else is going like, just the opposite. Yeah, he's a juvenile. Yeah, he makes he's, he's a juvenile. He makes a mistake, that sort of stuff. And... That's kind of kind of harsh, uh, and somebody else brought up the comment, which I fully agree with. For if you're giving them ten years of, of probation and community service, make them work ten years with the yes. uh, forest service. An empty, hollow thirty-six million dollar fine, and I call it empty and hollow because he may never have to pay it back because the courts can just wipe it out, and mm-hmm. they would, they generally would, like it, when he turns eighteen, his his uh, his twenty-five. No, at 18, his file will be closed to the public. Oh, yes, yes, yes. But at 25, it'll be it'll forgiven. Just, yeah, yeah. So there's two stages, right? So yeah, that's he, right. it's basically a nothing event for him. It's a nothing burger. It's like, it's it's like, come on, make him work for it. Make him, yeah. make him do weekend community service or something, right? Yeah. I say, yeah, out there and clearing paths and clearing yeah. some of the area that was burned. Exactly. Whatever. You know, something that has to pay restitution to the forest. Exactly. Who knows? Maybe yeah. it'll... Uh, 
get him going straight and he'll become a a, a parks warden and make a career yeah. of it or something. I mean, right? you don't, from, from everything they say, you don't know if it was malicious, if he's being an idiot yeah. or it was purely an accident and he ran or whatever. Yeah, they, they don't really say so. Th- yeah, but with this judgment, it's also you're left to believe that there's some background stuff here because if it was just a complete oopsie, then the judge probably wouldn't have done anything. But so there's, it seems to me, if I was going to read into the uh, $36 million fine, that the the courts and the judge felt that there was uh, some shenanigans going on mm-hmm. and he was being shenanigans yes some shenanigans yeah i'm keeping it clean (laughs) (laughs) not the word we usually use so interesting to to see what happens there but yeah i I think it's just i i agree with the the person that said make him work for 10 years with the forestry yeah you're not getting 36 mil you might as well take it out and work exactly you know yeah as as opposed to as opposed to that so and speaking of forests and uh, parks and things like that, Ontario Parks, 125 years this year. Mm-hmm. And if you want to try canoeing, you thought you might want to try some canoeing or something or so any kind of paddling on the waters yeah. of provincial parks in mm-hmm. Ontario, July 20th, free. Yes. Free day passes. Free day passes. So that, that's basically, it's just your pass to enter the park. That doesn't yeah. include uh, camping fees or anything like that. No. But if instead of buying a pass at the entrance of a park, you just you can just wander through and... Yeah, free free all day. Yeah. Just yeah. go in, enjoy your stuff, drop a canoe in mm-hmm. or whatever, rent a canoe. and It might be worth just making a day of it and, and help celebrate uh, Ontario Park's 125 years, which it's... Um, it's uh, if you do the math, it's only twenty-four years after the formation of Canada. Mm-hmm. Last year's Canada's one fifty. This is yep. uh, Ontario Parks one twenty-five. So twenty-four Started years in after 1893 the forming with Algonquin Park. Yes, the first one. The first one, uh, and uh, the big the the ironic thing about that is people don't like logging in Algonquin Park. And that's why. But that's the reason that it was formed, was to protect the logging. This, yeah, exactly. Logging is the reason why Algonquin Park was created as a park. And they did it to protect it from, they didn't want Algonquin Park to be developed for housing and towns and stuff like that. So Farmers they, and, exactly. yeah. So they created a park so that they could control the harvesting of trees for the Forest Service and mm-hmm. for, for shipping and for the lumber for mills, lumber and, mills and, yeah. and stuff like that. So in, in the end, anybody who complains, oh, logging in the park, it's wrong. It's like, well, the park wouldn't be here if it wasn't for logging. Yep. Fun fact. <laughs> okay. Ontario Park protects 340 provincial parks, which encompasses just under 8% of Ontario, an area larger than Nova Scotia and Prince Edward Island combined. So if hmm. you took all the Ontario provincial parks and put them all together... Yeah. It's more than Nova Scotia and Prince Edward Island. Yes. Fun fact. (laughs) Another fun fact. Last year, a bunch of people followed me out onto the water. Those silly people. Silly people. They looked at me like I was an idiot. And they said, well, if he's an idiot, we can be idiots too. (laughs) And they followed me out and we did some canoe polling. Oh, yes. Canoe polling. We found this out. Uh, we've, we've mentioned the story before. We didn't know how this was a thing. And I was wondering where you're going with this. I thing. just found out. <laughs> I just have idiots following me everywhere all the time. He looks like he's doing something stupid. Let's go. <laughs> and I was one of them. <laughs> and you were one of them. And uh, I managed to uh, contact through Paddle Canada, uh, Stephen Coots out in Guelph. And he said, why, yes, I do teach people how to pole canoes and we set up a day and we went out and we did some canoe polling mm-hmm. we for a weekend and we had a blast it was amazing like it, i was a little nervous at first because it's like you're always taught don't stand up on a canoe yeah don't be an idiot yeah and the first thing he says okay you got to get used to standing up on a canoe it's like oh <laughs> mm-hmm. and it was amazingly easy to adjust to yeah oh like, yeah once you do it yeah it's once you yeah. learn the balance and about, you know, you don't, you, you kind of hop, you don't lift one foot at a time because mm-hmm. things are going to tip. But yeah, it was, uh, it was amazingly easy. The, the amount of control. So like it's, it's, it's typically a skill that you use in shallow waters on, uh, on, on rivers and, and streams and stuff like that. 
And uh, so just to for movement where you couldn't get a paddle in more than an inch or two, but the canoe will float, it's it's perfectly controllable. And like, what it, it started in New Brunswick and it carried on. Yeah, Maine and uh, Maine yeah. and yeah, yeah. So it's, it's a lost art. Yeah, it's 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 amazingly fun and easy. So I came across uh, an old article. For, I'm not even sure when it, when it was. And we talked about it on the show and I said, we got to follow up and, and figure out where we could learn to do this. Um, and so now, like I say, then we found Stephen and we did the course with him. We had a blast. We've been talking about it and saying, hey, so fantastic. And then he was at the um, Backcountry, Ontario Backcountry Canoe Symposium this year. Yes. Talking about it. So yep. it's, you know, he was another, a presenter. Yeah, he was a presenter. So he's getting it out there a mm-hmm. bit more. And uh, well, now he's decided since we had such a blast... He's published three dates this summer. He's designated three dates. And I'm sure if you got a team of people together to go, that he would possibly be open to uh, further dates. But yes. right now he's he has three set-aside dates that he will run a course. So if you go to PaddleCanada.com, and on the page there's little tabs at the top, there's a Get Training tab. When it drops down, you'll see Find a Course. Um, you click that and it takes you to the find a course page. If you scroll down, it'll say find a course and and it'll list the different disciplines. Yes. Select canoe. It'll take you to another page that says search for a canoe course. You type in, or there, there's region. You hit Ontario, uh, course type, skills, discipline, canoe polling, and hit search. And it'll bring up all the information yep. with the three dates. So the three dates that Stephen is is offering the canoe polling skills introduction, located in Guelph, June twenty third, July fourteenth, and August eleventh. Yes. Um, we already know people that I mean, just from watching us do it and how much fun we had. They yes. Say, boom. Yeah. So uh, when we did the course, who was it? I think it was Sarah de Gregorio tried to join us, but we mm-hmm. already had a full class of five. Yeah. And uh, but now I think Sarah is going to get together with Chelsea, Marion, yeah. from the ca- camping family, yeah. uh, Lynn's wife, Chelsea. Yeah. Um, there was somebody else there too. Marion Sotag, Haley. Yeah, Haley, and th- I think there was somebody else they were talking about, but I can't remember who the other four names was. we were thinking of. Yeah, we covered, we covered for just four. Four. Oh, did she have a fifth already? Anyway, I think they did. So they already looking at it. So they want to do a girls' weekend and, yeah. and do a canoe pulling course. And so it's. Uh, but I tell you, like uh, Stephen Coots, he uh, he really made the course. He's an awesome instructor. Uh, he's a great guy. So it was it was really fun and easy being instructed by him. He has imminent patience. It was uh, it was a really good weekend. We had a blast. He wasn't sure how it would all go and stuff like that because no one's really wanted to do it yeah. until he gets his call from me and he's going, yeah. okay, yeah, let's oh, get somebody yeah. together. Here we go. And <laughs> we all showed up. And yeah. I mean, like I said, we had a bit of a advance because we we're all canoe trippers. So yes. we knew how to paddle and all that sort of stuff. So yeah, we had already had definitely a set, a benefit, set of but, skills. But uh, no one stood up in canoes. No one took the pole and did any yeah. of that before. So Exactly. Yeah, it came along, and yeah, we had a great weekend. So yeah, if you when you when you see the dates, uh, there's little green plus signs. Just click on it, and it'll dr- open up a little window that tells you um, a whole bunch of different information: how to get a hold of them, yeah. where it is, that sort of stuff. So if you're interested in learning an introduction course to canoe polling with Stephen Coots through Paddle Canada. Uh, go to paddlecanada.com and, and find, the find the course. And if you have any problems finding it, drop us a line. Uh, uh, you can find all our contact information at yeah, paddlingadventuresradio.com or Facebook. Just drop us a message and we can, we can throw the link your way. Uh, but get out there and learn it. You'll have a blast. And you'll be thinking like, how is this? How, how do we not know how to do this? Yeah. You know, it's... And as, as Stephen always says, it's another tool in your toolbox. Exactly, yeah. You know, and it yeah. is. So you'll have a lot of fun doing that. Trust us. Trust yeah. us. We know what we're talking about. Yeah, we've... Uh, like, most of the people in that course have already gone out and either made or purchased poles. I got two of them in my garage. I got two in my garage. Yeah, all ready to go. And uh, what... Water's Matt, going down here in Duffins Matt Creek. Olson has been out, like, a oh, yeah. dozen times. Yeah, he's taking his kids already. and everything. Yeah. yeah. He's having a great time doing it. He's yep. right. Yeah, so it's... This is, it's fun. Try it out. You'll enjoy it. It could be addictive too. Yes. So, 
Anyway, let's take a quick break here, and we're going to come back with a special guest. Hi, this is Dark Sprest. You're listening to Paddling Adventures Radio. If you like what you've been hearing, you can find out more by checking us out at paddlingadventuresradio.com, as well as on Facebook, Instagram, and on Twitter. You can find all of our episodes on iTunes, Google Play, and the episode page for our website, where all our podcasts are available for download or streaming. We love to hear from our listeners, so if you have a suggestion for the show or want to let us know how we're doing, please drop us a line. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the show. This portion of the show is brought to you by Algonquin Outfitters. Algonquin Outfitters, providing quality Algonquin Park backcountry adventures for the entire family since 1961. Whether you want to get on the water for a day or a week, the friendly staff at Algonquin Outfitters can help you out. Find them online at algonquinoutfitters.com or visit one of their 12 locations. Algonquin Outfitters, your outdoor adventure store, with locations in Algonquin Park, Muskoka, and Halliburton. Welcome back. So we talked about uh, this thing a few times. We're going to talk about it again. Uh, The Yukon Journey, Canoe Kayak Charitable Expedition. We had John Van Berger in here. Yeah. Uh, from the outdoor kind, he's doing this. We talked to him about the oh shit kid a while back, probably yeah. a month or so yeah. ago. Uh, last week we had him uh, talk about this journey, uh, and we said that we're going to touch base with them, try to touch base with them every yeah. week. Progress and talk over the phone, over there, do a little phone interview with them, uh, a little twenty minute segment or something like that, and you know about their progress and stuff like that. So they've done all their their trip up they've done all their food drops and all that sort of stuff now and they're uh, all ready to start the trip and uh we got them on the phone and had a chit chat with them and um now this was a couple of days ago yeah so yeah we talked to them on what monday monday Monday. as you guys listen to this on thursday they're on the water Mm -hmm. so they you know they uh gathered their stuff up yeah they were they were in white horse at the time yes and they had their all their gear ready to go yeah they were going to catch the train on tuesday morning yeah hashtag hobo life hashtag hobo life because i think they're just getting in a rail car just like the uh polar bear express just like well they threw all their gear on the on the rail car yeah and then you sit in a passenger oh do you yeah oh that's no fun I know, eh? Well, well you well, know what? Because somebody's going to fall out and, and they're going to ruin it for everybody <laughs> else. Then no, that's probably exactly why they do it. No, because back in 1943, somebody was on the car and he was sitting there doing the hobo life and his, all his gears on there and they're having a good time. An idiot fell out. What I he got ran over, lost both his legs under the Polar Bear Express. <laughs> and now they make sure that you put your gear in there. They close the door. And you sit in the train car in a proper seat. <laughs> All it takes is one person. To ruin it for everybody. Yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah, they'll, they're, th- they're throwing, they threw all their gear on the, the train and uh, we're heading down to Bennett, BC. Now, he did tell us about uh, the, the, the train tracks. There was a landslide yes, and wiped it out. Yes, there's a slide that took out tracks. Yeah. And so he thought he was going to have to paddle an extra 30 or 40 oh, yeah, kilometers. Yeah. They were going to paddle down. Bennett Instead Lake the train. to their starting point exactly. and then paddle back the yeah. 40 kilometers yeah. again. It's like, oh. <laughs> no. But no, they, they got it all yeah. fixed up and they were, they were heading down uh, from Whitehorse down to Bennett and they were staying overnight. And then Tuesday, Tuesday? Tuesday catch train? Wednesday. Okay. They were hitting the water. So yesterday they, were, yes. they started their actual mm-hmm. Yukon journey. Yeah. Um, So as you you listen to this, they're on the water. Yeah, as you listen to this, they are on the water. They're paddling away. Uh, Yukonjourney.org. There is a um, uh, check-in place that you can you can follow them. Yeah. So they're going to be. They have the spot, I believe. No. No. uh, They reach. reach. Yeah. Yeah. So you can. There's a. There's on their main page. There's the click here to follow the Yukon Journey. Mm team tracker yeah so you click there and they, and they got the map and it shows exactly where they are so yeah you'll definitely be able to follow them and yeah. uh, see so, where they are and and it's worth mentioning again that it is a, a they're doing this they're raising funds it's a charitable event mm-hmm. and they're, they're doing it for uh first responders first responders 100 percent of it yes money raised goes That's to incredible. first responders so they're paying for their own trip but 
all the money they raise are going purely to first responders. Yeah. And you don't see that too often. No. No, usually they take some money off the top yeah. to pay for yeah. everything. So these and guys, anything else goes yeah. to. So th- that's awesome that he's doing that. It's uh, It just shows you that this is coming from the heart. That this means something, right? This is, this yeah. is, they're not doing it for whatever alternate reasons. They're, they, they, they're doing this for good, the, for all, what is all true reasons for that? I don't know what that word is. Good reasons. Yeah, good reasons. <laughs> uh, if you go to yukonjourney.org, the front page has a donate, uh, big thing, donate it now to help first responders throughout North America. Yeah. Click here to learn more. Bloom, bloom, click that and you can donate. There's also a little green tab at the top of the page that says donate now. You can click that and throw money their way as well. And yeah, so 2,000 miles from Bennett, British Columbia, through the Yukon Territory, Alaska, and out to the Bering Sea. We are going to try to touch base with them once a week. Mm-hmm. Um, depending on their schedule, it'll be either yep. Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday. We'll uh, record a little phone interview with them to play on our Thursday podcast. Exactly. And yes. hopefully we can keep it up that we, we do an update every week. It'll be, a, you know, here's what we saw, here's where we went here's the good things that happened here's the bad things that mm-hmm. happened um somebody didn't quite make it so we just left their bodies to the wolves <laughs> what, what, whatever the good the bad the ugly baby yeah <laughs> we know. briefly talked to him about it so they're going to be on lake labarge and soon yeah, as you he came s- up with this lake labarge <laughs> the cremation or sam, sam mcgee soon as he said that it's like boom my head exploded it's like no He's got to find the location of the cremation of Sam McGee. Now, that was a poem by... It's a Robert Service poem. Okay. Now, when I Googled that last night, I found the video of it narrated by Johnny Cash. Yes, that was awesome. That was awesome. (laughs) So, Google the the cremation... The cremation of Sam Sam McGee by Robert Robert Service. Robert, yeah. So, yeah, on the the barge of Lake... No. Yeah, so... The marge of... On the marge of Lake Lake LaBarge. LaBarge. Yeah. So yeah, he's going to be, uh, that's where they're going to be. So we'll see what happens. But apparently the winds whip up there. And yeah. So he said it's, because it's a, uh, it's a long and large lake. They're actually a barge six years before Robert Service wrote the poem, a barge actually sank on that lake. And mm-hmm. a lot of people have gotten in trouble on that lake. There's uh, in 2009, I saw a story about a, they found bodies in the lake and stuff like that. So it's mm. uh the wind whips up and it's a very dangerous lake because it's of the size and the winds that whip up in the mountains, it uh, it's they say once you get on that lake, get off it, hug the shore, get off the lake. Right. So uh, so he said he's he's not going to find the marge of Lake Labarge and uh, <laughs> <laughs> unless it's a really 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 nice really day. nice day. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, we uh, yeah we chatted with him on Monday. Uh, he called us from White Horse and we did a little interview and uh, um, well, here's what he had to say. So, John, you're in Whitehorse right now, and yeah. you're you're catching the train to Bennett tomorrow morning. Yeah, so we're uh, we'll go down to uh, Carcross uh, here in the Yukon, and uh, we'll take the train down to Lake Bennett. They they actually had a slide take out the tracks this last week, I think it was, and they just resumed service today. So we're really lucky we'll we'll be able to get down there. Otherwise, you would have been paddling. Otherwise, we'd have been adding, yeah, yeah, adding uh, another, you know, I don't know what it is down there, 30, 40 miles of, you know, to our trip. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, we're really lucky and we're glad. You know, it's kind of cool to take a train back in, too, you know, with the gold rush history up here. Oh, yeah. So you're going to throw all your canoes, all your gear and everything on and uh, one of the cars, jump in, go for the ride, and they just yep. throw you off at the side of the tracks? <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically. Just like a hobo and then, train. And uh, we'll camp down there tomorrow night, and uh, then Wednesday morning, we're gonna load up and we're gonna we're gonna hit the water. Excellent. Yeah. So yeah, everything. I can't wait. Can't everything's wait. in. Uh, Time to get on the water. Everything's in place for your your trip. Then you did your food drops and your shuttles and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah, we did. We did. Uh, uh, 5,270 miles or, or 8,481 kilometers, uh, to get everything set. Wow. wow. Um, so it was a crazy whirlwind, uh, you know, a lot of driving, but, uh, we got that done. We, uh, it was, it was actually a nice trip up. You know, we had, uh, saw a lot of wildlife along the way, a lot of, uh, a lot of bear, uh, some, some grizz as well, which was cool. Um, you know, moose, 
coyote, uh, you know, a billion porcupines up here, right? Yeah. Uh, look like the little small, like slow moving clumps of grass along the road. <laughs> um, yeah, it was great. Um, we dropped a trailer. Uh, we've got that Malone, which we uh, towed the canoe and the kayak up here with. And uh, man, that that was just smooth all the way up, uh, highway speeds all the way up. And uh, so we dropped that. And then we went uh, up to Carmax, did a kayak and food drop, up to Dawson City, did a food drop, and then went over the top of the world highway into Alaska and ended up down in Anchorage to get more food. Um, <laughs> and make arrangements to send that out. And uh, then we drove up to past Fairbanks, uh, the Dalton Highway to where actually the Yukon River meets uh, the bridge there. Right. Um, And the Yukon River Camp is helping us out uh, with that, and they've stored us some gear. And uh, and I should say the the same thing, the the Dawson River Hostel and and, uh, over here in the Yukon is helping us out with that too. So um, some really nice people along the way. you know that you again it's just you know we met a lady at uh canoe copia uh killeen uh spending and she i asked her do you know anybody up there that does this you know that can send these things out and thinking there must be a business or something right right and she said uh well i could probably do that <laughs> and just you know i mean just you know paddlers right mm-hmm. um and so just awesome so she's actually sending our food out to galena for us on the last uh Last food drop for the trip. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. When you so get companies like that, that'll help. All those things fell into place really well, you know. Yeah, yeah. So now uh, you had uh, when we talked when you, we had you in the studio and we chatted about the trip, you had concerns about uh, if your car was going to make the whole trip, and you had security <laughs> concerns with a canoe and kayak, and so everything in that way went well. The uh, the car the car held in like a trooper. Car held in like a trooper. Um, we actually had, you know, talking to people and stuff is pretty funny. Uh, they'd be looking at it. And so, you know, it's, it's a little Toyota Corolla and, uh, they're looking at that. So then we got, uh, the Malone trailer behind it with, uh, you know, we got, uh, the canoe and kayak on there, the Novacraft on there. And, um, people look at it and go, I've never seen a, uh, Corolla pull anything before. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, but, uh, it, it held in. We, uh, we were we were stopped. Uh, I'm trying to think where it was. Somewhere along the Alaskan Highway, and waiting for a pilot car to come back and you know take us through some construction, and just uh, you know got out of the car and chatting with the guy behind us, uh, nice guy, and and um, got in the car, getting ready to go, and and uh, Emma said, oh, I, I should go give him one of our cards, you know, because we had these little trip cards made up. And uh, she went back and gave it to him and told him, you know, what we were doing and, and that it was a fundraiser for first responders. And he said, oh, I'm a first responder. Here. He reaches into his wallet and pulls out $40 and gives to us for the, wow. for the uh, charity cool fund. Wow, that? That's you know, cool. And I, it, just cool, right? I mean, that kind of stuff is, you know, people are really cool. So. Yeah. Huh. That's impressive. Yeah. yeah. It was really nice, you know. Yeah. But your car had no problems. No problems. And I feel like saying that, like I'm jinxing it. So when my wife flies into Whitehorse to get the car at the end of the trip, you know, (laughs) she's going to be breaking down out in the middle of nowhere now because I've said no problems. Well, then you can blame it on her. That's how it works. Didn't you know that? (laughs) You broke the car, honey. (laughs) What did you do? You know, she's going to be listening to this, right? And I'm going to be on the river for several days. And by the time I come back into data range, I'm going to have a whole bunch of text messages about this conversation. (laughs) Thanks, guys. (laughs) I plead the fifth. (laughs) So everybody showed up for this leg of the trip? Everybody, yep. everybody's there now. Who's who's on the first? You, Emma, me, Emma, and Tak, uh, our Japanese paddler. He flew into Whitehorse and was staying with friends here, and uh, so the three of us will will paddle together all the way up to till we get to Carmax, and then uh, and that's that'll be in uh, what I think it's somewhere around the seventeenth of June, and so a couple of weeks here, and uh, our paddler from Wales will join us at that point. So uh, Dan Aubrey. So right. And we've got a boat waiting for him up there. Excellent. Well, that's where you yeah. dropped the one off, yeah. Yeah, uh, Coal Mine Campground there was, was very kind. And, um, you know, it's it's kind of a, it's at a crossroads, too. And, and 
every time we've been there, we've met some really cool people. In fact, that's where Emma and I met was when they were doing the race. They took off there uh, for a you know their mandated overnight. You know, they had to sleep for a certain number of hours with the race, you know, for safety. Exactly. And uh, we ended up meeting there, and, and it's just funny. You just meet a lot of cool people there. So so it's kind of fitting that we'll uh, we'll stop there and pick up Dan and continue on then. Uh, so the, the general mood of everybody right now, everybody's excited to get this going, that you're finally here? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, we're after the long drive, you know, you're just like, I just want to be outside and I want to, you know. And um, we're with uh, John and Susan here. And uh, uh, Susan is, is uh, due to some timing issues, isn't going to be able to join us much on the water. So she's kind of slid over into support personnel. And, and uh, yeah, the man, they've been so helpful. Um, so we're, we're sitting uh, at their place here on Marsh Lake and, you know, just looking out at this beautiful section of water. Uh, there's still a lot of snow up on the mountains. So, I mean, it's, you know, the, the view right now I've got is, is, is tremendous. And, and it just makes you want to go, you know. It's like, it's time to go. It's time to go. Yeah, we've seen a couple of pictures you've posted on uh, your site and the outdoor kind. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we've seen a couple of those pictures, the mountain ranges and stuff like that. And, yeah, it's beautiful country up there. It really is, you know, and, and I've always, you know, when I've been up here, it's mostly been July, so I've not seen this much snow, and, and it's pretty cool. Uh, we were also here for the, uh, I don't know if there's an official opening to the mosquito season, but I can tell you it was about two days ago. <laughs> <laughs> All of a sudden, we got these huge mosquitoes here, it's like, they weren't here, you know, three days ago, something like that, and and uh, they're here now. <laughs> yeah, they're 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 kept in jars over the winter, and then they uh, yeah they they set them free at a certain day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah it's kind of it. like uh, you know we got ice out, and then we have mosquito out day or something. That's right. You know, you got three hours between the two. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah, um, but uh, yeah, it's it's you know, geez, it's stunning. It's just stunning up here. So. Um, so you know we got we got the the boat we got the paddles we got uh, the beer now so I you know I I think we're kind of ready to go. Yeah, it's uh, Yukon Brewing. Yukon Brewing, yeah, Brewing yeah. Is they were you now. actually their uh, Ice Fog is a, an IPA that they make that's really nice. And the last couple of times we've been up here where we sampled a bunch of beers that that ended up being our favorite on both of those previous trips. Um, <laughs> the beer. So it's kind of a nice light IPA. So you you know when you're out on the water, you get in from the end of the day, and it's you don't want a big heavy beer. You know you just want something you can, and it's it man it fits the bill perfectly. So um, so we're kind of psyched about that to be honest. <laughs> so there, there's a spare canoe just filled with beer. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know you just uh, you know yeah. It's it's when someone says take what you need, and you're looking at it, it's just like hmm. <laughs> what I need. <laughs> yeah, I'll take one of those, six of those, 12 of those, eight of those, truckload of that. That's right. That's right. We thought Bob was very generous, you know, and, uh, in saying that. So Maybe Bob had been nipping into it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I doubt that. If he had done that, they probably wouldn't have been in business anymore, right? They've been, <laughs> they've been in business for a while. They're um, a great brewery, though. Great brewery. Well, as long as they're helping you out, that's good. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, more people to kind of pass on the message of what we're doing, too, right? Cause right. Because the, the bottom line with all of this is this is, I mean, obviously for us it's great fun and it's a bucket list trip. Um, but, you know, the end of the day we're really hoping to raise some funds for first responders. Yeah, you know, you, all of it, 100% of the donations that you're getting are going to first responders. Yeah, yeah. Um, we're not taking anything out that's, you know, we just... This is, uh, we're paying for the paddle, we're paying for everything connected to that. Um, so anything anyone donates goes to first responders. So Which you know, is it, cool. we, we always kind of want to make that really clear so people know that, you know, and if you're in Canada, your, your donation goes to Canadian first responders. And if you're in the U.S., it goes to U.S. first responders. So we, you know, um, uh, fire, fire occurs on both sides of the border. So It does. That's awesome. It does. Yep. Now, have you had any unexpected changes to your route or things that you didn't foresee, expect, or know about? Nothing yet. Um, you know, and I'm sure that's going to come, you know, when we get out on the water and, and uh, 
you know the the weather up here you know it's we were making the joke the last time is in about four seasons in one day and it's it's definitely been that yeah. where we'll have real high winds and then you know two hours later we got this beautiful uh beautiful sunny day so um you know it just depends some of these lakes are very long they can whip up some big waves pretty quickly and uh particularly on the other side of whitehorse um, we get up to lake labarge so you know, we, we tried to build in some extra time where we've got a, a schedule of, you know, miles. And we're roughly hitting 30-plus miles a day, somewhere in there. And so if we can, you know, if we can beat that and have a good day and get in some good, you know, some video shooting and, and uh, some photography and and uh, beat that, that would be great. So we can bank up some miles for the days where we can't, you know, where we're stuck windbound on shore or something. Yeah, and that's one thing. If you on a trip this size, you've always got to be taking that into account. Because yeah, yeah. You, you may want to go for for a month straight, but uh, at some point you're going to have to be sitting out a day or two. Yep, yep, absolutely. So you know we got some cards and cribbage, and uh, you know we're uh, we, we'll we'll deal with those days as they come. Yeah, yeah. As long as you're out there, you're enjoying yourself while doing it. Then you know. Yeah, that's, that's well, cool. that's the other place where the uh, the Yukon Brewing comes in. If we have to sit in a tent <laughs> all day, I mean, what do you do outside of play cards and sit in a tent, right? Yeah. Yeah, you're all you're all set now. That's You'll right. never come home. That was that was the final piece of the puzzle. <laughs> <laughs> so your web page yukonjourney dot Yes. Um, if people want to go there, they can find out a lot more about the trip. Uh, there's a link to donate. Uh, all that stuff is there. Yeah, we got a link to donate. We'll start the the tracker on um, the morning we start. Um, the the journey itself, we won't with the train, tra- you know, train back in there. But when we start paddling, we'll start the tracker. So that will be uh, that will be live, and there will be a there's a link on there, or kind of yep. a panel link to to take you to the website for that. So you kind of be able to see where we're at and what we're doing, and uh, we'll try to note if anything interesting happens along the way there. And then when we get to the next town, we'll we'll try to post some you know um, some pictures and some video as we're going along the way too. Perfect. Yes, on your your homepage of yukonjourney.org, there's a big click here panel, and there's a click here to follow uh, your team tracker, and that's that's an inreach you've got, yes? Yeah, yep. Yeah. So we'll we'll be doing that, and and um, you know it also has that super handy SOS button in case something happens. Yeah, you're having too much fun. Hit that SOS button. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Just take me off of this. I'm enjoying this just enjoying too much. Way too much. That's right. I, I might do it a second or a third time. <laughs> All right. Well, that's good to hear. Um, we're going to let you go here, and uh, you can get yourself some sleep before you hit that train in the morning. Yeah, and good. Uh, we're going to try to hook up with you again every week and get a little update on what your trip's been like so far, do a little... 15 20 minute thing with you and see uh, that we can't get uh, you know hopefully hopefully it works out every week um yeah. and we can do a little update and see how your trip's going and what you've seen and anything exciting and which we expect everything to be exciting <laughs> and if it's not a lie like crazy to make it so send more beer <laughs> <laughs> We went through those first cases pretty rapidly, so we had to stop in at Whitehorse again. <laughs> so so anytime you hear day. the words resupply, yeah. you know what we're talking about. You, you got to re-resupply. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Awesome. Well, you enjoy your first week of paddling, and uh, we'll be chatting with you. Enjoy your train trip tomorrow, and uh, we'll be talking to you next week, hopefully. Yeah, that's great. Thanks a lot, guys. We appreciate uh, your your talking with us about this and and about the fundraiser and and uh, it's a lot of fun. So we we're we're really glad you guys are part of this journey too. Uh, so are we. It's it's pretty cool. You know, we were talking about a few journeys that are going this summer, and uh, I think if we if this goes well, I think we might be doing it with more things, and we'll live vicariously through everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm I'm sure you're going to get out there and get some paddling in, though, right? I'm hoping to. I hope so. (laughs) All right, well, you take it easy, John. Thanks a lot. You guys too. And we'll be chatting with you. Okay, take care. (laughs) Bye. Bye Bye-bye. This portion of the show is brought to you by Algonquin Outfitters. Algonquin Outfitters, providing quality Algonquin Park backcountry adventures for the entire family since 1961. Whether you want to get on the water for a day or a week, the friendly staff at Algonquin Outfitters can help you out. Find them online at algonquinoutfitters.com 
or visit one of their 12 locations. Algonquin Outfitters, your outdoor adventure store, with locations in Algonquin Park, Muskoka, and Halliburton. Hey, this is Sean Rowley, and you're listening to Paddling Adventures Radio. To find out more about us, check out our website, paddlingadventuresradio.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Current and past episodes of our podcast can be downloaded or streamed from iTunes, Google Play, and the episode page of our website. If you have any questions, comments, or ideas for the show, we would love to hear from you. So drop us a line on Facebook or our website. Thank you for listening. Enjoy the show. There are strange things done in the midnight sun by the men who moil for gold. The Arctic trails have their secret tales that would make your blood run cold. The northern lights have seen queer sights, but the queerest they ever did see was the night on the marge of Lake Labarge. I cremated Sam McGee. I wouldn't want to hear that when you're camping on Lake Labarge, because all your friends would be thinking, <laughs> What's going on? Dude's a serial killer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and it's what's funny is I think you've you indicated that you seem to have never have heard of that. I've never heard of that before. I I remember doing like poem reports or book reports or something in class, and I remember elementary school we're reading Robert Service poems and stuff like that. Like, and that's like about eight hundred verses or something. <laughs> oh, it's long. Yeah. I know. Like, uh, what is it? It's like a eight minute uh, YouTube uh, track or yeah, something. Yeah, I think Johnny was talking for like eight <laughs> minutes or some six days or it was like this is something long. Like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He went for a beer break halfway through. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and what is that called again? The cremation of Sam, Sam McGee by Robert W. Service. Yeah, Google that and check it out. Just. Add Johnny Cash's name in there. You won't yes, on YouTube. So Johnny Cash does it really well. Yes. I was trying to mimic him, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have the Johnny Cash voice. Keep working on it. <laughs> so, what, yeah, I guess that's uh, that's about the end of our that show today. That closes out our show. That closes it. Uh, check out Canoe Polling with Stephen Coots at PaddleCanada.com. Go to YukonJourney.org to find out more about the Yukon Journey Canoe and Kayak Charitable Charitable expedition and uh tune in next week when we will hopefully have a second uh update installment yep. installment yeah on the uh the trip uh from john and uh yeah hopefully like i say hopefully we can hook up every week and uh all the way right out to the bering sea that's gonna be cool hmm. that's gonna be incredible. that's gonna be really cool that, that way have that little i kind of wish i could have joined up with him on a leg of that trip i know eh? would have been great just just paint me jealous <laughs> there's another trip somebody's doing right now oh 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 the uh coursing the through america no no the coursing through america husband and wife one no, they, well they're not martin and uh jillian yeah they're going they're doing that the kitty corner yeah. across the states continent to continent so one of my buddies apparently knows jillian oh yeah and it's oh yeah i was talking to her and i'm like are you kidding I said, next time you're talking to her, tell her Sean from Paddling Adventures Radio. Yeah, jealous. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we want an interview. Yeah. So, anyway, so that's about it for this week. If you want to find more, uh, find out more about us, you can find us at paddlingadventuresradio.com. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can listen to all our shows from episode one to episode 121, which is this one, on iTunes. Google Play or the episode tab. Uh, click on it under uh, Paddle Adventures Radio and you'll be able to listen to it all. Stream it, download it, roll them, smoke them if you got them. <laughs> so until next week, uh, thanks everybody. I'm Sean Rowley. And I'm Derek Specht. We'll see you next time. <laughs>